Well, it's best song ever. Not a podcast better. Tunes are cool and the jokes are clever. It's worth while endeavor. Welcome to Best Song Ever. I'm Luke LeBen, your illustrious host, and alongside me, as always, is my music-loving muchacho, Kevin Connor. What's up, Kev? Hello. I am here. I am full of teenage angst, but that's nothing new, and I'm excited to talk today. Yes, you're a teenage dream, and... uh... (laughs) In what world? (laughs) In, In the world where you're a big fan of Beach's album Teen Dream... And, you know, I've always said this about you, Kev. You got moxie. You got guts. <laughs> um, the And I am speaking, of course, of your DVD collection of Nickelodeon's guts. Yes, um, I've thought about that every time uh, I've heard the word guts this I week. Know. Nick, games and sports, uh, the pinnacle of television entertainment. We have fallen so far since that went off the air. Oh, so true. Uh, but we, have our, of course, are talking about Olivia Rodrigo's album Guts and uh, it came out last week and we're going to get to the bottom of what is the best song on Guts and we're also going to give our picks for underrated jams Uh, so why don't we start with our best songs Kev and you can go first Uh, or if you want we could say them on the count of three but ooh, it's tough because who knows we might have the same one yeah, I don't know. I um, Best is so subjective, and I came prepared with the top three in no particular order, and now I've been absolutely panicked. So why don't you go first? <laughs> okay. Um, I will say that I think my pick for best is also the internets, or very least the Spotify streams are on my side because uh... I'm picking vampire okay yeah that's uh, and that that's on my top three it's a okay i figured it's a great i track. think i know which one is gonna be your best do you want to uh, guess but, do you want to guess is it bad idea right so yes it is that is the second of okay. my top three but i think my underrated gem like might edge it out but i'm gonna keep it as the underrated okay. gem um okay because it's not the spotify so, streams don't support that one can can I give my case for why I think Vampire is the best one? Yeah. Um, well, not only because I've been hearing it come out of my wife's phone mm-hmm. uh, as she scrolls TikTok a lot, um, but also because I feel like it's it shows the many sides of Olivia all in one song, and it's like shows kind of the rockier, mm-hmm. maybe not pop punk, not fully going into that territory. But, like, it starts off, and it's like, oh, this is, like, driver's license, yep. piano ballad. And then it gets, like, rockier. That It's, like, almost gets hyper-poppy at one point where it's, like, at the end. Like, um, and then it's, like, ABBA, like, disco-ish going on. Like, it's just so much happening. And it completely took me by surprise. And I love it. And the fact that it's the most streamed one on the album, like, it gives me hope because I'm like, I feel like often popular music was like, sometimes feels like people are like liking all the wrong things and rewarding all the wrong things. And so I like that. It's like audiences are like, no, we'll, we like this ballad. 
uh, it doesn't need to have the beat kick in immediately, which is kind of the opposite of what you think with everyone's attention spans and releasing sped up songs. I think everything needs mm-hmm. to just get right to it. Yeah. But I think uh, it's just cool that this is the most popular one and it you kind of have to work for the uh, the breakdown. Yeah, and it was the first single released, and I definitely had like the very, I think, probably common sentiment of like, oh, this is this album's driver's license, which even you said. But it, it does yeah. grow beyond that, and I think with Bad Idea Right, um, she kind of has shown an evolution that, you know, good for you, and um, God, what was the other one on her first album? She had two songs that just I felt, forget. It's the other pop punk one. They felt straight out of like a, the Paramore mid two thousands discography, right? Like yeah. And now I feel like she has elevated to kind of the late two thousands weird like talk talk rap pop punk phase. I love that. I yeah, love very it. like I was thinking like Avril Lavigne inspired. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. Yeah, and like it does a lot of like the um. Like kind of like the radio effect, like the like on a lot yes, of the tracks. Yes, I love that. The it's so like fun and goofy and like, uh, what's the other song later? It's uh, love is embarrassing. Yes, where she's she's doing like a cracking voice thing, and it's like it it's kind of goofy and something you would hear like uh on a Devo or Talking Heads record or something. Yeah. Some weird thing in the, the 80s. But the lyricism like, worked so well. And songwriting on that was going to get an honorable mention from me, uh, along with, and I'll yeah. just do it, the synths on Pretty Isn't Pretty, because those are, like, very yeah. kind of 80s-y. And then the drums on Get Him Back, which is, like, the part where it's, like, this is the one with the drums, right? And then it's, like, and, like, hits it really hard yeah. and kind of stays throughout. That one's super fun. So I think she's done a really... Well, but what's your best song, Kev? I, and what's your underrated jam? I'm going with Bad Idea Right as my best. Um, okay, I think, good. So I was right. Yeah. No, and I think she does a fantastic job of picking singles, which isn't always, yeah. um, you know, the easiest thing. I think a, a big criticism of Taylor Swift is that her singles tend to be some of the worst songs on the albums. Um, <laughs> the, me. But I... Uh, I'll say my underrated gem was the one that really stuck out to me on first listen, and I it's been my favorite since, is Ballad of the Homeschooled Girl. Dude, that's my underrated gem, Okay, so too. we're coming strong. It's that so is, good. That is the most yes. underrated gem on the album, but it is so, so good. Which, you want to know how underrated it is? I was reading Rolling Stone's ranking of all of her songs, mm-hmm. and that was the last, the one. last one. And I'm like, no, no, no. Yeah, it was like 21 or something. But no, the sequencing, talk about sequencing, like, you know, I'm a resequence nut. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and I, don't worry, I'm not getting back in the habit, but uh, this one is just You're like, it's really too. well sequenced. <laughs> no. um, it starts with like two banger pop punk ones and then vampire, which is kind of like a sleeper banger because mm-hmm. you think, oh, this isn't going to. And then it goes right into Lacey, which is, like, a beautiful folk. uh, And, like, the lyrics on that one are, like, brutal and beautiful. Like, I really, the more I listen to that one, it's I'm really appreciating it. 
and then into Ballad of a Homeschool Girl. Like, it slows down a little for a couple songs, then comes back in with another, like, in-your-face, like, pop-punk rock one. But that one kind of gives me, like, 90s, like, breeders, a bunch of the 90s fuzz stuff mm-hmm. I was listening to. So I'm like, that one's bringing us back in the 90s. Um, uh, but, yeah, and then the lyrics, because I, I wasn't homeschooled, you know, but being raised religious sometimes that has some uh, similar effects or – uh, the line of each time I go outside is social suicide. Like, yeah. just, uh, I related to some of that. That's, that stands out and is such a, a memorable line. That's like a very good midpoint of the album. Yeah. So good. She, she does and a great, like slow down, break down rock out at the end. Mm-hmm. Like that. Part yeah. Cool. I really, I really didn't expect that, but really loved it. I, I don't know how she's making music that is so generally, accessible but also so like well done right because it i feel like so often there is a a mismatch between like critical acclaim and popularity and yet she's kind of meeting the middle of that venn diagram right like yeah there i mean pitchfork Um, gave us like an eight which is seemingly like the best score they ever give not that pitchfork is the end all be all but They've certainly, but they're pretty had, critical. Yeah. yeah, they're pretty selective. So I, well, it's crazy. She is homeschooled, and you know when my wife's nonprofit that we did at the Detroit Library, we had some very like artistically talented homeschool kids. Uh, and you know, not saying that that's like the way that everyone should live, but I think certain homeschool kids get that focus on the arts and come out like amazing artists, and so. Uh, that's interesting. Also, I think because she was on that like high school musical thing, yeah, that kind of helped that she was just known and popular. And then like she's kind of making the music she wants to make. And yeah, she had uh, the benefit. Maybe that's not what would typically be popular, but it's working out well. She had a huge benefit that she was already a well-known performer when her first album came out, which is something that most musicians don't get. But I it's she hasn't rested on any of her laurels like this is no anything but a sophomore slump like it's it's a great album yeah no she's crazy talented i almost like like this more than i want to because she's so popular i'm like I see that's it right is to put this in my top 10 but it's so good that i'm like i i hard. sour was in my top 10 the year it came out so um yeah. there's there'd have to be a lot of good music i think to knock this out well, we'll see, because mm-hmm. there has been a lot of good music this year, and we're going to hear some of it right now. Yeah. Why don't you tee us up with your first song, Luke, Kev? what if I told you that the song I'm playing today is on an album? That's not that's not surprising. That happens all the time. What? An album? But that album comes out today. Uh, so this is going to be... What? A, today? Unless you woke up and turned on the new album from Woods, this is the first time you'll have the chance to hear it. What? Um, Woods, Woods, the folk rock band based in Brooklyn, New York, uh, that have been operating in earnest since 2004. So a band approaching its 20th anniversary. You know who used to be in the band Woods, who I'm a huge fan of, is Kevin Morby. Yep. Yeah, I I knew that because you said it off air 10 seconds ago and we cut that part out. (laughs) But yes, Woods, an incredible group we're both very familiar with, have put put out a dozen incredible albums in the last 20 years uh and they have just released their new album perennial 
which is, like I said, out today, right now. You can go listen to it right after you finish the podcast. And I know from gardening that perennials in some backward ass, you would think that annuals are the ones you plant every year, but I think perennials are the ones you plant every year. Or um, do I have that backwards? So perennial plants and flowers are nature's loops. Um, and that's what I stole from the press release, but I don't remember how exactly it works in the plant world. Oh yeah, no. So that's it. So they're the ones that come back. Yes. Like you plant them and then they come back every year. Exactly. Where I almost thought that annuals would be. So no, I guess it makes sense. Yeah. You plant but, them yeah. annually. Yeah. It's a gardening term. Yeah. yeah. We're not right. gardeners. Um, but we're here <laughs> anyway. Uh, Hey, I'm, I'm an amateur gardener. Mine look pretty good out there. I got some nice looking flowers. I have a balcony made entirely of concrete and plastic. It's <laughs> it life cannot flourish out there. <laughs> yes. Anyway, uh, perennial grew from a bed of guitar, keyboard, and drum loops by Jeremy Earl, the in the form of winter night meditation that he brought to fellow bandmates Jarvis Tavernier and John Andrews. Uh, they convened first at Earl's house in New York and then at Panoramic House Studio in Stinson Beach, California. So a coast to coast album as they developed it. Um, the idea of perennial plants and those loops really drove through the album's creation. And it was an idea rolling under the album's lyrics like the loops themselves. It certainly applies to the band too, who have quietly tended to a long committed project of being a band in the quote, weird ass 21st century both individually and community. Uh, yeah. Talked about that many times. We're not in the darkest timeline. We're in the weirdest ass timeline. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Um, the songs on Perennial are in classic Woods mode. They're shimmering, familiar, fractionally unsettling. This is an excellent addition to the already comprehensive Woods discography. And uh, we're going to listen to a track today that is brand new, like I said. It, uh, it, I got to listen to the whole album uh, earlier this week, and this felt like such a standout. It's at the midpoint. I think it's track six. It's got these kind of whining synths and airy vocals that just melt into the instrumental melodies. It's an uh, awesome track, and I'm excited for you to hear it. So let's give a listen yeah. to Woods with Sip of Happiness. On the line, a line 
Gotta give that a lordy, lordy, berry, gordy. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, that was some great haunting but cool guitar sounds. Like, it's almost like dusk, like western dusk rock. That's what the vibes it brings to mind for me. And uh, I'll tell it's you like what? a vintage sound, but I love it. That song, Orange as Hell. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's it. But then maybe by the end of it, blue. Mm, like blue. the night. Has anyone ever combined blue and orange in one image and probably look really cool? <laughs> oh, you know, it's my favorite. Um, but yeah, no, that's like the sound that I would expect from Woods. And mm-hmm. I loved it. Just that, like, the instrumentals just sound phenomenal. It sounds like an old school movie score or something. Yeah. Like those certain parts. And, uh, so yeah, I'm excited uh, to hear this new album from them. Yeah, having heard it, I think the, uh, you know, in in listening to the beginning of it, it's a little I think, um, airy's not the right word, but it feels very kind of light and ethereal, like it's 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 up in the clouds. This song was the first yeah. one that felt like it had a lot of weight to it. Not that their other songs were light, but like this this one certainly yeah. like it perked my ears up when i was listening to the album and was definitely the one i wanted to play on the podcast so um but the vocals are very airy yeah like it. it's almost like tame and polish like that type of just like smoothness to it yeah i think the the rest of the album at least up until this point sounds a lot like that first kind of 20 seconds before the instrumentals come in where it's just very kind of um ethereal yeah that's really the best way to put nice. it and then and then the interpretation comes in and really um got me going was a big fan oh yeah yeah um you know sorry one more connection to woods is uh um six years ago very early in the podcast run i played john andrew in the yawns which is his other project uh john andrews from woods nice. who you mentioned him yeah in the press release and uh he also has an album out this year too, uh, John Andrew and the Ons. That's his other band. So I'm gonna check that out too. 
big John Andrews year. Yeah. Um, and you know what? If you like that song, you can hear the whole album out today. Um, that's exclusive. Not really exclusive. We're playing it uh, today. I don't know. Go listen to it. It's awesome. That was Sip of Happiness from Perennial. Out now on Woodsist. Woods' own label. Yeah, baby. Woodsist is a great label, too. Besides Woods, they put out some other good stuff, too. Yeah. Trees. Like Hand Habits. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) There is a band, Tall Tall Trees. How great would it be if Tall Tall Trees was on Woods? That would be funny. There's got to be a ton of (laughs) tree-related bands. Forests. There's got to be a forest out there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um... All right. Well, before we get to my song, we're going to play a little song saga, which is uh, if for those of you who don't know, song saga is a game where you pull a card and it gives you a prompt and you have to come up with a song and a story to go along with that prompt. And so I'm just going to randomly pick from this deck and we're going to see what free associations that uh, unlocks in us. And I, while I was doing that, I pulled one that was Tokyo, and I was like, well, I don't know if I have a good one, so I <laughs> changed it. This one is theme song for the movie of your life. Oh, damn. Ooh. See, here's the problem. Is my life is boring. Yeah, but no, like your whole your yeah. whole brand. What could sum up your brand? Uh, and... You know which one came? I'm one came to mind for me, and I'm like, you know, if I had answered this at another point in my life, mm-hmm. maybe I would have uh, picked another one. But I um been watching the Mamma Mia films lately, and uh, <laughs> Wait, like all two of them, all two of them. Okay, I've watched. We watched both of them, and um, and Super Trooper has been just like flowing through my veins uh for the past like month and so when i thought about the theme song of my life like what i would want it to be i feel like any abba song because dancing queen there's a great shot of me at our wedding where i'm like spinning around dancing to dancing queen so i'm like that could work too but yeah i think i'm gonna go supapa troopapa um what is that your favorite abba song it's like a recent favorite. No, okay. I think my favorite ABBA song would be uh, Fernando. <laughs> a great one. I love yep. um, Gimme, Gimme, Gimme. The the part just makes me yes. feel something in my body that I can't explain. It's just like the good stuff. I don't even remember that that was the name of that one. Yeah. Because yeah, it's, it's Gimme, 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 A Man After Midnight. Um, I mean, I recently, take a chance on me too. Great. Yeah, but anyway, Look, go into yours. Abba's great. I just actually saw Mamma Mia for the first time, like maybe four months ago. It's great. It's delightful. I watched it for a movie podcast, but it slaps. Yeah. Oh, so, soundtrack of my life. All right. I'm going to go. I just, Luke, we went on my bachelor party a little bit ago, and I yeah. had created a playlist of just all oh, my great favorite songs. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to do a quick scroll. And like a very eclectic playlist. You had some classic pop punk. You had some, a lot of ludicrous, which I loved. You I also had some ludicrous. like Queens of the Stone Age-ish, mm-hmm. that kind of rock stuff. So yeah, it was all over the place. It was great. 
Yeah, it. Uh, I just went through every playlist I had ever made, and if I liked a song, I put it in there. Like if I was like, "This is a good song," I put it in there. And truthfully, it kind of led to an amazing experience, like having twenty-four hours of music, and they all were pretty good. Um, like every every one, I think every ten minutes or so, had a moment where they're like, "Ooh, that's a good one." Yeah, uh, yeah. that's what I was going for. You know what? I think I gotta go with just a favorite, a song that seems to be my song, and it's "Run Away with Me" by Carly Rae Jepsen. Okay, like that would doubt. How does that one go again? Oh, take a take a (laughs) thirty. Thirty minutes. (laughs) Yes, listen to it (laughs) seventeen times. Yeah, I think this is like the opening credit song of my life. Right, it's a, it's an absolute jam. It's full of sax and pop synth and good vibes. And um, in scrolling through this, I also did see Moneymaker by Ludacris, which doesn't represent me in the slightest, but whew, I do love that song. Oh yeah, oh you know what? Like a more uh, like existential one that I feel like actually would uh, sum me up is "I Got a Name" by Jim Croce. Um, just like a lot of those lyrics just really resonate with me. And he was one of those great songwriters that I aspire to be. All right. Well, there you go. Those are the sagas from our songs. And uh, we'll be doing that again next week. That's some fun stuff. Now, why don't we get into my song? I'm very excited. I'm excited to play this for you. Oh yeah. Um, after listening to that Carly Rae Jepsen song, actually, this will, uh, this will follow it up nicely for that's the experience only I had, unless everyone else paused and listened as well. But um, <laughs> but this also has some nice uh, synth and some eighties influence going on. Uh, this comes from an amazing singer songwriter who is releasing her fourth album, Daydreamer, on September twenty ninth, and this is Molly Birch, and I was not familiar coming in on the fourth album. Come late to the show, but uh, I'm on board for sure. Uh, But this album employs a much cleaner pop production than Birch's previous records, and she enlisted producer Jack Tatum, who is the founding front person of Wild Nothing, a great band, uh, with a great sound. And uh, so great to have these two teaming up. And the three singles that uh, the three singles that Molly put out are all really great in different ways. And we're going to listen to Physical, which is the banger of the bunch. Um, and no, it's not an Olivia Newton-John cover, uh, um, Kev. Great news. Already familiar with Molly Birch. Uh, oh, her really? 2021 album, Romantic Images, was awesome. And it took me seeing okay. the cover to remember that that was her. But yeah, that nice. uh, I'm a fan. So now I'm very, very excited. And I'm excited, too, because, Kev, you are, I think you'll like the vibe of this song, because it's like a dreamy, mid-tempo, like, 80s-inspired jam, and I think you'll dig the vibe, and then we'll dig a little deeper into the lyrics, because there's some deepness there uh, to dig into. So, let's get physical, physical, as we listen to Molly Birch with Physical.
Baby, 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 that's a hot diggity dog. It better be. What a jam. Love yeah. that. Love the synths. Kind of the darkness to it. It's kind of yeah. moody. It's a drive. It feels like okay. a driving at night song in the beginning, but then it like, yeah. hey, there's that sunshine. Um, yeah. Yeah. Awesome track. Really excited now for this album. Um, when, soon, right? You said it a couple weeks away. 
Yeah, September 29th. So awesome. it's coming soon. And, you know, it's funny because I wanted you to just listen to it before we talked about, like, the meaning behind it, too, because I knew you would just be like, oh, nice. Like, but you picked up on the darkness. That vibe still comes through. But, mm-hmm. you know, because your vibes first always, and I'm more uh, – and I am kind of vibes first, but then I just – you know, like to go back and look at the lyrics. And I was picking up on a lot of great lyrics too. The past couple times I've listened, like I loved the opening ones about once again, I'm out of luck. I, I've fallen out of love with myself. Well, I guess the pills help, but they really only make me feel less. And just that idea of falling out of your love of love with yourself, I feel like is a cool, interesting depiction of mental health and like, in a lot of the uh, press release, she's talking about, like, the negative self-talk. And she says, like, growing up, I was extremely shy and filled with self-hatred. I would hide out in my bedroom, watch TV, and daydream. The name of the album is Daydreamer. Mm-hmm. Um, she says, I was so uncomfortable in my body. And that was the age I started dealing with body dysmorphia, which later formed into an eating disorder. It was also the age I started realizing I could sing and how badly I wanted to pursue that but told myself I couldn't. And, you know, she goes on in the press release and, like, further talks about how she identifies as this daydreamer, like someone who uses their imagination to escape reality when sadness begins Mm -hmm. and longing begins. And uh, just how, like, her teenage insecurities, like, carried through to adulthood and how this album is kind of, like, for her teenage self. Um, And... You know, I've really been liking the Jeff Rosenstock song, Doubt. That's all about you got to kill all of the doubt. But just uh, just how she's talking about, like, how she realized she could sing but would tell herself she couldn't. And then, like, it's amazing to see that she's gotten to this point. Now, four albums in, and this is sort of like this love letter to younger self. And then this song, Physical, talking about, like, you know – be not a sync with your body and then this is like almost like this celebration of like it's a goddamn miracle that i'm still here you know Mm -hmm. um and um but i love that you get a nice vibe but then she's over here bearing her soul in the lyrics and like the lyrics are really uh beautiful i barely only scratched on them but i love uh love all the singles that have come out uh the song tattoo that recently just came out is about her best friend passing away and that's just like a haunting vocal ballad and uh you will really like unconditionally too kev that's another poppy uh jam that she's put out on the singles so nice yeah i'm uh really excited to uh hear this full album well i will just say that like you know that self-hate and and negative mental attitude make doing everything in your life incredibly difficult um so to yeah it's not even to overcome it but to just live with it and proceed forward and and put out not one not two not three but four albums now is pretty damn impressive so i uh i'm already a fan even if i didn't know it at the beginning of the segment but i'm very excited now for this album yeah and that's like you're saying like living with it and like because that's what I feel like because I make music and thinking about just like some some shit there's just no good way to deal with and everyone finds different ways to deal with it you know and that it's like I feel like music is such a beautiful way that you can work through some of that stuff Mm -hmm. uh 
and then create something that other people can enjoy and connect to as well. So amazing that Molly found that. So that was Molly Birch with Physical from Daydreamer. And that is out September 29th, two weeks from today, on Via Captured Tracks. And Luke, uh, we'll do a tiny little tease. Two weeks from today, I think we're going to have a very fun and special episode um, to coincide. We have a movie date. We have a movie date. Uh, <laughs> Luke and I are going to see the Jonathan Demi-directed Talking Heads concert film, Stop Making Sense. Yes. Um, it is in limited release next week. Luckily, there's a theater by us that's playing it in IMAX. Um, so, yeah. so that is going to be an 80-foot-tall David Byrne suit. Yes, uh, that I'm suit's going to so be so excited. big. We will have and an episode uh, detailing that that uh, experience out the same day it goes wide release, so you can know exactly what you're in for. Yeah, and you know it's going to be great. We we're going to talk about the best song on "Stop Making Sense," which is hard because that's like all of uh, Talking Heads' greatest ones. But I'm yeah. super excited. And for that. I think we're coming to this in two different directions because Luke, you're a giant Talking Heads fan. And yeah. I have been due to do a deep dive, but haven't done it yet. So like due to I'm, do a deep dive? <laughs> I'm due to do a deep dive. I um, love that. So I am kind of coming into the I'm like not gonna listen to any talking heads ahead of this, right? Like I'm gonna experience yeah. this pretty raw, like not having oh, cool. heard some of these songs maybe ever. Like I've heard all the hits. Yeah, maybe but, not. Um, no, because that's what one of my contenders for favorite, because I was looking at like the recently like remastered version Mm -hmm. and one of my contenders for favorite i feel like is one of the i mean maybe one of the lesser known ones one of the ones that i wouldn't have normally thought is my favorite but the stop making sense version is good so yeah we'll we'll do a whole app it'll be fun i saw a promo for it and it was just david byrne dancing in a suit and i was like this is gonna be the (laughs) best movie ever amazing so that'll be out in two weeks so that'll be in two weeks. We're looking forward to that. Why don't we talk about the music that we've been loving in Touts? Touts. I'm easy this week. We talked about it already. Olivia Rodrigo. Guts. It's amazing. And we already said, yeah, the best song, Vampire or Bad Idea, right? You know, you can't go wrong. Really, those first, like, six songs, whoo, all great. And then the back half's got some great ones, too. Um, and that's something I wanted to do is give a best song with some of my touts. So I got a list here. Uh, one I've been really loving Romy with midair Romy from the XX. Uh, and this is like a dance album. It's so good. Like just like electronic and like similar, like moodiness to the XX, but I feel like just like with such more of a beat working with, uh, Jamie XX and my favorite song is strong with uh, Fred again who is a great producer and DJ too and uh, Romy just announced a tour too but that album like came out of nowhere for me and I'm super excited um, definitely um, thought for a moment that Fred again was right said Fred and right said Fred <laughs> no 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 wow what a world that would be but <laughs> no Fred again fantastic yeah he's a great producer um, speaking of great producers, Detroit's own Apollo Brown and Planet Asia with the album Sardines. So good. Um, some amazing production from Apollo Brown. And Planet Asia has like, been around for a while, too. But this is my first introduction to him. And 
his writing, his delivery is awesome. I'd say the best song is Stones. And Planet Asia even says it. He's like, this shit is magnificent, Apollo. <laughs> like, on the song. <laughs> like, yes, I agree. Um, then this wild one that Brian, my cousin, just sent to me today. DJ Sabrina, the teenage DJ. With oh, Destiny. huge fan of <laughs> DJ Sabrina, the teenage DJ. Hell yeah. <laughs> you said you met with your DJ for your wedding. And I'm like, is it DJ Sabrina, the teenage DJ? Because it Listen, should be. No, no, um offense to our dj but i fucking wish it was dj but Sabrina, the team now DJ. kev but here's the thing this album not only breaks your beloved views rule but it stomps it into the ground because this album is four hours long <laughs> <laughs> i don't care they're they can do whatever they want i don't okay um, it's, my, it's great my only qualm is that i've been listening to teenage it's DJ Sabrina, the teenage DJ. What the fuck was it? <laughs> That's forget. it. It's so ridiculous. Yeah. Um, for long enough that I have to doubt that they are, in fact, a teenager at this point. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to say the best song on that was Honey, because it was the only one I listened to, because there's 40 of them. <laughs> but I'm going to get back to it eventually. Um, and then, Kev, this is one that you told me about, and I finally listened. TV Girl with Grapes Upon the yes. Vine. Yes. It's wow, so right? good. Yeah, uh, I'd say the best song is Hang On, which, like, I just love yeah. it's like, it's just like an indie band, like, almost like could be a singer-songwriter, but the compositions are all, like, sample loops, and mm-hmm. it's just such a unique, like, sound that I feel like I I have not heard much anywhere else, so, very yeah, cool. I, um, that album, I think, has been their standout to me, um... But I really do, I'll tout out their 2020 album, and forgive me, Aesthetic, Aesthetica Delica, um, okay. which is a lot more, like, synthy, like, um, um, like, synthwave, almost. It's okay. it's not nearly as kind of, I don't want to say poppy, but, like, singer-songwriter as Grapes Upon the Vine is. Yeah. Uh, but that was my first introduction to them and i was very uh impressed so give that a listen for like a really cool change yeah of pace. i want to revisit some of that stuff too all right well why don't we get to talking about the new music friday releases out today that we're excited for in shouts all right i got a handful here this is a good day um, and a lot of these are like more indie projects. So I'm like, this is like a big day for smaller artists, but love them all. Um, first up, we got Mitski with The Land is Inhospitable and So Are We. Awesome. Love Mitski. Um, yeah. yeah, there's been some good singles from this. Always going to check out a new Mitski album. Uh, then, I mean, this is probably the major artist releasing revamped from Demi Lovato. That's all caps, like all of my touts were last <laughs> week, in all caps. Like MF Doom um, is. Yes. Then we got Vagabond with Sorry I Haven't Called. Love Vagabond. Didn't even know there was a new album coming out. Nation of Language, a great like 80s-influenced uh, synthy band that we've played on the podcast before with Strange Disciple. Excited for that. Um, Worriers. They just had an album earlier this year, and I played it. They had Warm Blanket, which I played a song from, but now they got Trust Your Gut. So a second Warriors album in 2023, 
Can you imagine it? Wow. And then explosions in the sky with end. And that is the end of my list. Excellent. Uh, We've got, of course, the song I played today, Woods with Perennial, out right now. Go listen to it if you like that song. Uh, Also, Vic Mensa with Victor. Yes. Um, Always down for some new Vic Mensa. I think there's some wordplay there. Victor being his first name and being and he's like going someone on a who's tour, victorious. Maybe. Oh, what? Oh, uh, what? Huh? Did you think it was Victor? <laughs> nah, L- Luke, that's what we call it. A little joke. That's a that's a bit. A gag. You're a, a jokester. Yeah. Um, um, yes. Some fun wordplay. Um, the... The irreparable 30 seconds to Mars <laughs> with it's the end of the world, but it's a beautiful day. Yeah. Jared Leto uh, doing whatever Jared Leto does. Um, <laughs> probably a little frightening, but maybe worth checking out. Uh, That's what I always think of with Jared Leto. Now my new favorite Jared Leto moment is him as Al Pacino's son in House of Gucci. And he's like playing <laughs> rugby and gets knocked down and he's bleeding and goes, Papa! <laughs> it's the funniest. I don't even know what I think about what I think of Jared Leto. He's what a varied career. I'll just say that. <laughs> there you go. Um, K. Flay with Mono, a good like kind of hip hop nice. rock um, musician. Yeah. I've been a fan of her for a while. She's and cool. the Beaches with Blame My Ex. Tell me about it, Beaches. <laughs> Love Bette Midler. All right. Well, we got to talk about our three daddies. We're a Planet Ant podcast powered by Pinecast. Head over to planetant.com. Check out all the great stuff going on there. Hey, you can go see the Detroit Big Shot competition as well as many other shows. They got Monday Night Improvs back, so go check that out. And then offshelf.net. Check it out. It's on the internet. Music, board games, all the great columns and interviews that you could ever want. And then you can follow us at Best Song Ever Pod. Follow me at Indie Darling Music. Hey, by the way, our Best Song Ever official playlist of like all the songs we played is on our Spotify page. It's like on our link tree. That's like 25 hours. So if you need like if you got a road trip like me and Kevin did for his bachelor party and you just need like a big old playlist to put on shuffle, there's a good one for you. We got 20 plus hours uh, for you. So go check that out. Um, oh, and then if anyone is listening to You Spring and Springsteen on my bean, <laughs> which is uh, Scott Ackerman and Adam Scott's podcast, come talk about it with me in the Discord. Um, and that's going to do it for us this week. As always, I'm Luke LeBen saying, you better check your perspective. And I'm Kevin Connor saying, go ahead, chase those waterfalls. This is the best song ever. Well, it's best song ever. Not a podcast better Jokes are clever and the tunes are cool It's worth one ever This has been a production of Planet Amp Podcast, powered by Pinecast.